Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Who Moved My Cheese? And I'm Lucy, and this is Saturday, March 25th, and... Um, First of all, I'd like to say thank you to Terry Nettles for being our Zoom host and to Jane Suh for being our clubhouse and Zoom broadcaster and also our streamer. And I am joined today by my co-facilitator, Anthony Akamini. Hi, Anthony. Aloha, everyone. <laughs> so Great it is morning you. for you. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you and, and... and Terry Lynn, it is definitely morning. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have uh, different time zones here. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Wow. All right, so I thought what we would do first is we would tell you why we decided to do this call in the first place, this crazy-sounding call, and then um, just go through a little synopsis of the book and then pose some questions to all of you. So. Anthony and I are both in the ACB Mentorship Access and Peer Support Program, which is shortened to MAPS. <laughs> and the program began as a pilot program on September 15th, 2022, and it concludes on June 15th, 2023. So the purpose of the program is to mentor those who would like to further their leadership skills. So Anthony and I were paired up as a guide and explorer team. And I was trying to come up with some resources for us to discuss concerning leadership. And um, a friend of mine recommended this book. So we both read it. And then it was suggested by the mentoring team that oversees the MAPS program that it would be a useful book for us to read because it's all about how we deal with changes in our lives. And the book was also talked about during the president's meeting at the leadership conference earlier this month. So... Anthony and I were talking and um, we decided to do a community presentation to bring the concept to you because we both really feel that it could be beneficial for everyone. And it's a very simple yet complex uh, book. <laughs> so it's it's a very short book and an easy read. It's available on Bard and Bookshare, and it begins with several friends who have just been at a class reunion. And one of the friends, Angela, states that she felt like their lives didn't turn out like she thought they would when they were in school. And they all said that change is difficult for them and that most people have a hard time with adapting to new things, as we all know. At least I certainly do <laughs> in certain situations mm -hmm. in my life, and I'm sure you all can relate to that. 
So another people in the book, Carlos, tells them that he has also had a different time, a difficult time with change throughout his life until he read. You muted me. <laughs> um, okay. Um, until he read uh, the story or parable who moved my cheese by Spencer Johnson. And they were all interested to hear the story. So he proceeds to relate it to them. So in the parable, two mice named Sniff and Scurry and two Aww. little people named Hem and Haw search through a maze for some cheese. Zoom meeting. I'm hearing background noise, so if everyone could mute, that would be really helpful. Um, That's how I accidentally muted you. Sorry, okay. Lucy, but I'm trying to find those people. So I'm muting everybody that, that's not unmuted. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Sorry. Two people have joined the meeting. So in this story, cheese is a metaphor for whatever it is that they really want in life. So all four characters find some lovely cheese, but after a while, the cheese disappears. And the mice immediately start look for, looking for new cheese. So the little people, by contrast, waste a lot of time complaining that the cheese is gone and hoping it will return. So after a while, one of the little people, Haw, comes to his senses and starts off to search for new cheese. So as he goes, he writes on the wall the things he learns in the hopes that his partner, Hem, will see them as well as, you know, this, the little things that he writes on the wall being a reminder to himself what he has learned. So he wrote such things as movement in a new direction helps you find new cheese or when you stop being afraid you feel good imagining yourself enjoying your new cheese leads you to it the quicker quicker you let go of old cheese the sooner you find new cheese it is safer to search in the maze than remain in a uh, cheeseless situation old beliefs do not lead you to new cheese when you see that you can find and enjoy new cheese, you change course. Noticing small changes early helps you adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. So, Ha came to admit that the biggest inhibitor to change lies within yourself and that nothing gets better until you change. So, he realized that there's always new cheese out there, whether you recognize it at the time or not. You are rewarded with it when you go past your fear and enjoy the adventure. So when Ha found a new, a new cheese station, he wrote on the wall um, all that he had learned. Change happens. They keep moving the cheese. Anticipate change. Get ready for the cheese to move. Monitor change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it is getting old. Adapt to change quickly. 
the quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese. Change, move with the cheese, enjoy change, savor the adventure and enjoy the taste of new cheese. Be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again and again. So after Carlos tells this little story, which I'm sure you have figured out that the cheese actually uh, relates to life situations and moving the cheese relates to change. So as the friends discuss the parable, they reflect that the story is all about how to deal with change. And the story is based on ideas of how to help people explore change. So, um, so since one of the core values of ACB is flexibility, Anthony and I t thought about this book as it relates to everyone, you know, not just people in their careers, but like everyday situations and how, how we embrace change or if we don't, why not? So, um, so after I read the book, I started to ask myself some questions about which character I could relate to in the book. And I decided that at different times in my life and in different situations, I could have been any one of those characters. And that was kind of interesting to me because I realized that if I wasn't willing to accept the changes in my life situations and be more flexible, I would be the one to lose out. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, you become stagnated and unable to move forward. So I'm trying to be more flexible and embrace change as it happens. So, so what, what, what do you think, Anthony? What, what do you, you, you know, that, that the cheese, yeah <laughs> the maze of life uh, that that's uh, at when i first thought of this I, I definitely thought it was a leadership but i as i dove deeper it definitely relates to all aspects of our life and and you know at home at work in the community and you know definitely when we have a balanced life uh, we have to see how we can anticipate changes or even embrace changes and <laughs> um, uh, I'll share a, a little quick story of my own fears and embracing it I mean I've been on this leadership journey and I'm developing um, things along my journey of you know getting to know ACB and I'm volunteering but at the same time you know life happens and um my mother-in-law had some challenges with medical issues and um um along with that came the, the you know stay at home kind of things and we had an opportunity to um plan out a wedding but at the same time uh, we wanted to have a big wedding, but it's like the frozen concept of listening to your 
your fears and waiting for um, it to go away and um, or just having a virtual thing just paused me. But, you know, we, we, we had a, me and my lovely wife had a virtual wedding and it was small, just five of us. And um, our pastor was, came in by Zoom because that's all we could have and that's all it was legally um but hey i mean if it wasn't for that my mother-in-law wouldn't have been able to participate and that was the amazing thing and it's what happens when you um pause face your fears and be willing to um adapt it definitely helps in leadership at home in all aspects. Definitely, Lucy, totally agree. So I think the, the pandemic kind of made us change. Well, it forced us to, to change our lives. And, you know, whether or not we accepted it was, was up to us and, and how we dealt with it. So those four little characters in the book, Sniff and Scurry were the mice, and um, Hem and Haw are the two little people. And so they represent the different levels of how people, how people deal with change. Sniff and Scurry, they were, they were more receptive to the change, and they didn't want to just sit around and, and you know, ask questions about, you know, why, why did this happen to me? Why, why did my cheese disappear? And, and, you know, what mm -hmm. am I, you know, so, you know, um, they both uh, decided to go in search of new cheese almost, almost immediately, not quite, but, um, but, you know, Ha, he, he waited around for a while and, and listened to his friend Hem you know, say that, oh, it's not fair and I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to wait for my cheese to reappear because I want everything to go back the way it was and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. finally, Ha got tired of that and he was mm -hmm. hungry and he was, you know, so he decided to to leave his friend him and go in search of, of new cheese. And, you know, he found it and, and, by the end of the book, Hem was still at Cheese Station C and he, you know, he was stagnant. He did not accept the fact that, you know, the cheese was going to not going to reappear and and he didn't go out in search of any more. And he, um, you know, so at the end of the book, you're wondering, oh, my gosh, well, what the heck is going on here? So a little bit later, I'll tell you. Uh, a little a little more about how you can find out what happens but in the meantime so um in in the book like the cheese like we said is is a metaphor so and and the maze pretty much represents in my opinion anyway um like i guess uh your life and, and, you know, how you're going to deal with all this stuff. And um, 
So, you know, we, we thought that we would like just kind of throw out to you guys um, just from our explanation of the book, because we both kind of kind of wrote this together and did, you know, cause it's, it's kind of hard to explain um, in a few words, but, <laughs> but yet it is simple. So, so mm-hmm. what do you, what does anybody think about, you know, what, what is the, the maze and the cheese in your life? What do you, what do you think about that? Just from what we said, anybody have any? Yes, that would definitely be interesting to, to hear some folks. Oh, we do have a hand raised. All right. Great. Mary, Carla Hayes, you may unmute. You hear me? Hi, Carla. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. This is the second time I read this book. I read it when it was first published as part of a business motivational thing. And now I'm reading it now. I, you know, I read it this morning while I was cleaning, (laughs) but anyhow, uh, I have some thoughts about this book. I think your maze changes according to what your cheese is. Um, I think that we have different mazes in life. And I find myself, um, when I first read the book, I thought, well, I'm definitely, unfortunately him. Um, But um, having read it the second time, I think that every, that I've, you know, it's a few, it's maybe 20, 30 years later, whatever, and I feel that I have been um, sniff and scurry and hem and haw all in different times of my life. Mm-hmm. I was definitely haw. When I was in school, I, I, ta- I studied to be a teacher. And um, then when I had a hard time getting a job, I never took any business courses. Mm-hmm. Okay, never. I thought the last thing I'd ever do in my life is start a business. But I ended up having to sniff out some things when and be sniff when I could not find job a teaching job um, for a while. Uh, you know, I, I taught successfully, but I still was people were pre- prejudiced against me. So I ended up starting a business. I'm not going to go into all the details. Mm-hmm. That's how LanguaLearn was born. I ended up being um, Paul again. And um, going out after the pandemic, I had a choice, close down or move on to Zoom. You know, I was saying, I'll never teach classes online. It's just too hard. Mm-hmm. Look what I'm doing now. I'm teaching yeah. online. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I just have to say that there are times that, you you know, you are different things. And sometimes your maze is a different thing. And it's quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing um, that what I really like this book and I really like the way it ended because somebody's appeared and you don't know if it's um, him coming back. You don't know who it is and it leaves it open. It's sort of like the Sopranos. You really don't know. You can add your own ending until they came out and told us what it was. But I like books like that, that, you know, okay, how does it end? How do you want it to end? How's it going to end for you? Um, But there's one thing that I will say that I don't feel the book did handle. Um, and I don't know what you all think about this. There are times when um, you know what works and what doesn't work, and people push changes on you that you have enough experience that you've already been there and done that. I think about my teaching job. I, we have a you know a young principal, and 
you know, sometimes um, administrators will want to try things, just these little trendy things, and they make the teachers work on all these new ways to do things. And you know they're not going to work because you've tried them in your experience, and yet you have to do it because this is what the administrator says. Mm. It's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there is a, a point at which there's too much change. And then I'd say right now where I'm hemming around is, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just give you one more example that I'm having trouble with um, adapting to new change. I loved my Braille Note Apex and it went away. And unfortunately, I don't feel that the Touch Plus does all the things that I wanted to do. And I've, I've really tried. So I thought, oh, I'll get a Sense 6. But, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out sometimes uh, things don't. Even when you do adapt, they don't, um, you know, you have to adapt. But sometimes there are times when old things are good. There are old morals that are going away. There is, um, you know, everybody's trying to make things gray, but there is black and white. There are black and white issues. And I don't mean race. I mean, as far as morals and right and wrong. And it's not just how it feels. So that those are those are my thoughts about the book. But thank you for having this discussion. So yeah, yeah. I'll shut up. I don't want to yeah. take over the call. I could go on forever. I, I, I really appreciate um, you sharing that. And, you know, as you um, was sharing it made me realize um, something that Dan Spoon um, was sharing, how he um, dived into this book several years ago, and this was his second read of the book. And even myself, I mean, I've read it maybe in high school or in college, and then um, about several, many moons later, I had the opportunity doing this reading again and it's like like what you shared along different seasons of your life you take different slices and you um you you see different characters and you definitely it 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 helps to read the book again um chat with others and it's definitely um something that that continuously um evolves all right, Terry, do we have any more hands? We have five hands raised. So the first one is going to be Natalie Couch, followed by Donna Williams. Natalie. All right. So um, I think, like Carla said, um, you are, you know, different. You're each character in different situations because I know in my state, um, I've pretty much had to be <laughs> sniffing furry because um, <laughs> so we have a lot of hymns and haws that we're not excited about moving to, you know, the the hybrid world after the pandemic. Um, and I was very much a sniffing scurry, you know, this this needs to happen type thing. Um, but I do know in my own personal life, um, I was pretty much a haw when it came to some different friendships and some you know, some, some different things like that, because I wanted things to stay the same. But then I realized um, at some point, everything does have to change. And once I accepted that, I realized that things were going to be for the better. Um, So I think it, you know, it just kind of depends on where we are in our lives and, and um, 
what we want that outcome to be. Yep, absolutely. Good point. Mm-hmm. All so, right, Donna. Well, thank you for having this. And I just want to let you know, you have 27 participants. So you have a good, you have a good amount of people. Um, awesome. <laughs> and, and I thought that would, you know, when we are in this program and we're deciding what we're going to tackle, this is something I, I commend both of you for saying, oh, let's tackle this and make this a community call. And uh, uh, so I wanted to say that. And I also wanted to say that um, for me, I know my life probably from the beginning. I mean, I always tell people my life is not routine. And for some reason, things happen to me that I I think to myself, does this really happen to other people? I mean, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Um, But I have, I would say after, I mean, I think I'm a little of each character um, in the book, but overall, I would say I embrace change. I tend to like sniff out, okay, well, if this is going to happen, then I better figure out how am I going to adapt to it? If, if this is, you know, um, for instance, I found out I had to switch eye doctors. Well, instead of saying, well, I'll wait till my eye doctor tells me that she's not, um, taking patients anymore because she's retiring. I went about doing research. I went about trying to find who I was going to go to. And I'm happy to say that I made a good choice because, and I've gone to this woman and I have been working with her office. And um, I will say this, um, so far, so good. And it's all because I Instead of sitting there and saying, oh, I hate this. I've had this eye doctor for 30 years. Now I just hate doing this and that. And all. I've, I kind of sniffed out where I needed yeah. to go. I was yeah. going to say you so. were sniff. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was deaf. I would say I'm more sniff than when it comes to change. I'm more sniff than any other character. But there are times that I'm like, I don't want this to happen. And I. <laughs> And I drag my feet. And so I'm a little bit of both, but I would say I'm more of a sniff than, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's great. Share. Wow. Cool. I wish I could say that. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Okay. We have two phone numbers in a row. So the first one is 434 uh, 390. And then the next one is 508 613. Uh, last Patricia. Uh, yes. Hello, Patricia. Okay, I I will have to add that to the stack of audiobooks that need my attention. Um I wouldn't I love it. Um five years ago, um the church I had attended since I was a baby closed. Mm. It was the most horrific experience. Um I knew about it a year and a half before time. And the grieving process started immediately. I would look across the road where that building is and I would just cry. Like the grieving started. But I also started planning for when that happened. So uh, there was nothing I could do for the heartache. But I went and visited 
other churches during that year and a half. And I found one that I really loved that had a praise team. I'd always wanted to sing on a praise team. And so I found one and they welcomed me with open arms. So when the day came that my church closed, yes, I crashed. I was inconsolable. I couldn't sing. I couldn't speak. I just cried the whole time. I crashed. But then I bounced. And I the next Sunday, I went to my new church. And I'm now on the praise team. And it's what I've always wanted to do. And I'm so happy. And it's wonderful. But I wanted to go after the new cheese knowing that that old cheese, and sometimes we don't know ahead of time, but knowing it was going to disappear, I decided to head after that new cheese because I, I didn't see any point in just continuing to lament and lament. I, Some of us who are at my old church, some of us have been able to move on and embrace a new church. Some people have not. So mm -hmm. it's just some people, it's easier than others. Um, I don't think I'll ever feel like, oh, gee, when my old church closed, that was awesome. No, no, but um, I am so happy where I am now, and uh, I can, I, I, I like the new cheese very much. So that is, and the, oh, oh, COVID, oh my goodness, life is different for me now. I have a lot of trouble with the vaccine. It, it doesn't agree with me real well. Uh, I get real sick. My heart rate goes scary high. And so I'm home, I, I'm home a lot more than I was before. And thank goodness when my friends said, hey, you know, these cool Zoom calls through ACB, I didn't say, oh, now, nah, nah, Zoom, it sounds so far away and remote. I'm so glad I didn't do that. Because this is awesome cheese, too. So thank you. I usually embrace change, not always, um, but I usually do. Um, it probably helped me a lot when I was a Peace Corps volunteer. I would have had a really hard time had I not embraced change. So mm. thank you yeah. for having this yeah. show. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. this is very cool to hear everybody's stories because it it kind of sounds like, and this is kind of what I thought when I read the book, that that most of us can relate to all four of these characters at different points in our life. And most definitely, yes, yeah. can relate to all different characters that depending along um, the journey. I mean, you know, our journey can be um, wide and windy and um, narrow, but then like, like what the, she, she said, uh, sometimes you have to um, keep your ears and um, eyes open and, um, anticipate change and sometimes you you're not able to anticipate change but definitely i mean it's it's definitely a something yeah all right so we have the, yeah yeah we have three hands so at first it'll be um area code five zero eight six one three followed by lynn coral followed by terry lynn all right hello hi james three Found oh, Falmouth, Massachusetts, your Cape Cod connection. Yeah. I'm sorry I came in late. And this sounds more like Gabriel, not uh, Anthony, right? No, it's it's Anthony Acamini, not not Anthony Corona. So. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Okay. But anyways, um, I wish this book was around when I was first diagnosed in 1988. Uh, it's a great book. And I think I'm part of all four of those characters. Mm -hmm. And I think the characters are kind of like The Wizard of Oz. 
as you meet the people along the way, and they find out who they are, what they need, and then they can all bond together to get to one destination. But I also think it has changed my flexion in my voice. I'm not as demanding as I used to be. I've mm. learned to be a little bit more um, forthcoming and to be assertive and try to um, make my issues known with a little bit of laughter. And it, it does work. One of the mm -hmm. examples, a couple, there's a couple examples, but um, I'm learning my iPhone and uh, I've been in and out of rehab and um, I needed groceries and my sisters always used to do my grocery shopping for me. Mm -hmm. So I, could, I waited a couple of days and finally I said, you know what? I need food. Yeah. So either I can call her and be very mad at her saying that you were supposed to help me and come get my list and my, my credit card. Or I can do Instacart. Right. Guess what I did? I did Instacart. All right. And I did it at home, got my groceries, and I called the next day and I said, well, I thought you needed me to go do your groceries. I said, no, it's all done. And she said, what do you mean it's all done? I said, I did it by myself. I called Instacart. That's great. My other sister got kind of like, well, what do you mean you did that? <laughs> Well, I need to be learn to be independent again. And the same thing happened two weeks ago. I had a doctor's appointment for some tests, and they couldn't come get me. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the bus. I took uh -huh. the bus, and I got to my x-ray appointment. They called me. They go, where are you? I said, I'm at Family Hospital having my x-rays. Oh, we'll come get you. I said, no, nope, the bus is coming to get me. So I said, and I know they were mad. Get home. And I said, I'm home. But, oh, okay. And I think they waited till I got home. I said, I made it one piece, didn't I? I said, mm -hmm. so I can, start, I can start doing the things that I used to do. So I think you have to be flexible, as the core values say, and you have to be willing to step out of your box and just find yourself getting out of the potholes that the vision impairment has has um, put upon you. And it well, takes that, time. That's awesome, Jane. I appreciate that. That's, yeah, I'm proud of you. That's great. So I think I think this book is great. I hope everybody gets to read it. It's like you said, it's, it's very easy read. And I think it's something people should be reading over and over and over again because it teaches you so much about you and what people mm -hmm. are going through. Because it is a journey, and we always still continue on our journey. So thank you for allowing me to share. You betcha. Yeah, it's a very short book. It takes a little over an hour to read, and it's, um, yeah, it's really cool. I was just, when you mentioned the iPhone and something popped into my head, I have this habit of, like, <clears throat> when new devices come out, like, for example, the Victor Stream, when the first generation came out, uh, even, oh, gosh, I don't know how many years ago that was, 15 years ago, I don't know. And then, you know, when the iPhone became accessible with voiceover and... And I heard about both of those devices and I said, well, I don't know what I would need with either one of those darn things. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I was so adamant that I did not need them and I blah, blah, blah. And then I saw both of them and I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to have those. But, you know, it's like 
why why was i why was i so inflexible and stubborn that i didn't i didn't feel like i even wanted to explore the possibility of having and that's just a simple simple uh well, instance in my life that you know yeah once once you've had it it's like well why can't live without it and i'm learning right. and learning and learning and like even my sister who's computer savvy she goes you can't see the screen you what do you what do you need an ipad an iphone for you can't read the screen. I go, it's going to talk to me. Right. <laughs> and about mm, probably last year, she went and used the phone. She made a phone call. And I said, you just made a phone call like a blind person. She says, no, I didn't. We're arguing. I said, what did you just do? <laughs> you talked to it. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She understands because I, I have everything talking because I have practically no vision now. And right. It's like, it, I'm not so, but yeah. anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyhow. so... Lynn Corral and, and then Terry Lynn. So and Lynn, then we have somebody after that. Yes. Oh, okay, great. Uh huh. Well, I Go think ahead. in my life I've been more sniffed than anything else, um, mostly because I don't do things always the first person. You know, when when something new comes out, but I get there eventually, and I research things, and so I've been sniffed just about every time in my life. What I'm dealing with now, though is um, walking around by myself outside and I got lost and I had mobility and, and Thursday I crossed the street diagonally with my mobility instructor and I said, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. I mean, I can't really tell where I am as much and I don't have my dogs. And um, But I learned the iPhone when I was in guide dog school uh, in 2013 when I got my poodle. So that was really great. I never took a class. I just learned it. And I think that I'm always trying new things. I'm always getting involved in new things. Um, even my my group on Mondays. I mean, I thought it was going to be a support group, but it ended up being everybody suggesting things. And I said, "Oh yeah, we can try that. Yeah, okay, you know." <laughs> and you know, we we're going to have a, something at the national convention on anti-Semitism. So, you know, I think that I've been mostly um, sniff. I have a lot of fears of, of things and the future, and I haven't really like. I have friends who decided where they were going to go for their. Uh, I mean, I'm going to. A retirement place but not not fully retirement with with food with meals and stuff like that you know but i'm in a 55 and over place manufactured home but you know i i know i mean there's going to be more changes coming and i can't you know rest on my laurels and think that this is the last thing i'm going to know and you know i know i know it is and i thought i'm just going to have to adjust like i adjusted to moving to florida first then here and you know all the places i've lived you know, New York, Los Angeles, Anchorage, Juneau, Anchorage, and Florida, and here. Right. So, you know, I think that I've really lived in a lot of places. I embrace the fact that, yes, life is not a destination. It's a journey. And I think that when I didn't think things were going right, then I tried to sniff out some other things. And even though I have been, uh, sometimes I'm, I don't think I've ever been him, but I have been maybe hard a little bit and said, I don't know, you know. But every time something comes out and I learn something from somebody else because I listen to people, um, you know, the, in terms of reverse, refreshable braille displays, yeah, I wanted one, you know. So I think that, uh, and, I, and I, I, you know, talk to people who had them. So I always do my research first. So I think I'm definitely sniff. And I, as I said, I think the, the thing I'm dealing with most now is not having a dog. And I miss my dog more than I miss my husband. So, you know. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, so, I don't mean to laugh. No, it is funny. It is funny, but I really miss having a dog, and I, mm -hmm, I don't yeah. think I can do it. I think it's too expensive, and I can't do it. But, um, and I'm getting older, you know, and I have a lot of chronic pain too. So, 
but I'm determined to finish this this doctorate and uh, make make a difference. I I remember I was this is going to uh, be funny because I we have four times when we have to get together as people in the program and it's a it's an online program. And the first time we got together, I was in Florida, so I went to Maryland. And they said, oh, "You're here to make a difference." And I said, "I already have." <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I already have done that. And and so, but what I have done, I did it in the real, you know, in in the external world. Now I'm doing it in the academic world. So I think that Ooh. in both places, um, you know, it's going to make a big difference for for people after I finish this in a couple of months. So yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, along what what Lynn was saying. It's it's how when you embrace change, I mean, or embrace your journey, and definitely when you embrace it, it it can um work across generations. You you can you can build bridges across generations. And I, I know you were talking about how we were stuck in w between um, one type of a recorder versus um, another type of a, um, a phone or a <laughs> yeah, or so many different types of uh, recording devices. But it's it's amazing how through change we we can have opportunities to build bridges of opportunities and learn from one another and grow together. Yeah, for sure. All so right. We have Terry Lynn followed by um, Vetera. Is that how you pronounce the name? It's -E Doc. Veteran oh. Doc. Okay. <laughs> All right. Terry Lynn. Um, I think for me, I'm a little bit of hem and haw. Depends on the situation, but I'm pretty much a hem or haw. Um, like one experience was when I was employed one day and I wasn't the next mm. and like kind of I couldn't really spend a lot of time complaining about it because you know back then my only goal was to have a job so I can go on vacation so didn't have any savings or anything so I couldn't really hem about not having a job I had to go out and look for a job and um yeah it took like about two months but people say that's really quickly to find like a job within like that short amount of time. So in that, um, that was a life um, lesson for me. And I think nowadays I'm very thankful that I have a, I have a little sniffy in my life. <laughs> you know? He likes to sniff out all these opportunities. So I'm, I'm glad he's, he's a, he's a sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. All right. But yeah, it was the one of the greatest jobs I had. Like once I obtained that job, um, I really enjoyed it and I really loved it. And if I didn't lose that job, and you know, if I just kept complaining, I would never have found that opportunity. So that mm -hmm. was uh, really turned out well. Yeah. Great. Very cool. All right, Doc. What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> well. If life gives you carrots, munch on them. Right. <laughs> well, you know, to me, the maze is the world in which you live. And as you travel the pathways, 
your world changes <clears throat> as different people come into your environment this becomes a different world mm -hmm. and is constantly changing and you mentioned one thing about the victor reader and the phone about needing them and in our lives we have needs and wants and they're two different things mm -hmm. and as you pursue them you can be any one of those depending on how badly you need something or how badly you perceive that you want something mm -hmm. i'm at the place in my life now where I think I'm a haw and the cheese is constantly bubbling up and always fresh. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it getting old. And I think that I have learned that there are some things I can do something about. And if I can do something about it, I do it. And if I can't do it, I've learned to accept it. Mm -hmm. We call it the serenity prayer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and I have my life focused, I, I think, for me. Religion gives me a certain stability mm -hmm. because the Bible tells me that Jesus is the same today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. Mm -hmm. And so I have a rock, whereas the world that I'm living in on earth is constantly changing. And I have that, you know, that rock that I can latch on to. So no matter what happens, I don't need to be a him. And I no longer have to be sniffing out or dashing off anywhere to do anything mm -hmm. but as an observation community is certainly an example of a positive reaction to the environment absolutely yeah mm -hmm. you know it's, it's like the saying if the world gives you lemons make lemonade mm -hmm. exactly you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. Yeah. But if you put salt in his oats, it'll make him thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can accomplish your goal by finding a solution. And this is this is where the hymns in thinking about it, in researching, 
in looking at things, you're trying to find out how to put salt in the oats when you run into something that's bulky. If you have a person in your life that is a him and blocking you, you know, you try to find out, is there a way I can put salt in his oats and make him come around? And, and I think the, the, the book is really a, a, a simplistic, complex view of life. Yeah. There's just no question about that. Yep, and, that's and for if sure. You, and you can even look at certain professions, you know, the the speedy guys and sniffer-outers. Well, the sniffer-outers especially, I see them as salesmen, for example. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who want to get out there and beat the bushes and, you know, and, and sell ideas and things uh-huh. and, and these are you know quite often the creative people that find ways to do things where others are reactionary to their situation and, and <laughs> others proact and some react mm-hmm. some are uh-huh. future looking and some are just waiting to see what happens and then react to the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's, it's extremely complex, but it was a, a very interesting book. I really enjoy it. And, uh-huh. and, and as part of just looking at human nature and, and, and looking at people mm-hmm. and seeing uh-huh. what you think about them, whether they're a go-getter. I, you know, uh-huh. I have always used the same terms that they use in the book, but, you know, I might think of a go-getter or, or somebody who's creative or someone who's investigative or, or someone who is flexible. Lucy, it is 10 minutes till. Okay. Thanks, Terry. I'll get out of here and let somebody else pontificate for a while. Well, thanks, Doc. And, you know, one thing uh, that I was going to mention that you reminded me of is that oftentimes our, well, hopefully anyway, our life experiences will will influence us as to how we deal with change. Um, And I, I know that that you know, when I, when I was younger, I was probably more of a, mm, more of one of the mice. (laughs) And now that I'm Mm -hmm. older, I think I'm more of a haw, (laughs) not a him, but a haw. I, I'm Mm, kind of of resistant to change, but I, I will embrace it eventually. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So, um, let you me have just another hand. Did you want to take it or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You know, I, w- I was going to say before you take those, sure. and I'm not sure if we ha- have a few minutes, but um, maybe we can ask. Um, I noticed that there was Donna Brown, um, Donna Browning and um, Cheryl Cummins. They actually shared at the president's meeting. And I don't know, after <laughs> the next hand, if there's, I'll, I'll, they, they can take brief. maybe a minute or so. <laughs> Okay. 
Yeah, oh, it's yeah. just one hand. Um, it's yeah. Larry. It's Larry. Larry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's not My the first computer time. says Larry. Larry. Sorry about that. Uh, yep, uh, yep, that's okay. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we see ourselves sometimes different than people see us. Um, I'm involved in a couple of cited or you know organizations where I'm the only blind person. Oh, they think I'm such a go-getter and I see myself as more, uh, well, not a hawk, not a him, but not a sniffer scurry either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just kind of interesting um, Mm -hmm. how we're perceived or how we see ourselves. Right. And people, you know, in my organization of the blind might not see me as, as a go-getter, but I've heard people say in the sighted groups that I'm in. Oh, you know, you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> you know? well, yeah. And they we've would, all heard they that. Would, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think they would see me as a as a person who as a sniffer scurry or something. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. Okay. Cheryl or Donna, do you have anything to add to all this? So this is Donna Brown. Yeah, um, I want to thank Lucy and Anthony for um, well, number one, re- uh, reading the book. It it really does uh, bring a lot to the table for the mentoring uh, program, but also for having this uh, time for people to to share and for them to share with us. But I I, I want to th- kind of think of the the mentoring program of these mentoring teams of which there are 12 teams. Uh, each team has a, a guide and an explorer. If people don't know that. But um, so, you know, I, I think they're, they're kind of working through a, a maze. And of course, each one is different. Um, each maze is different. Each uh, path to finding the cheese is, is different. Uh, but each team is trying to, you know, uh, navigate through this maze and and the explorers are trying to um develop you know leadership leadership skills and find their way um in acb or maybe in their communities or you know who knows where but uh so thank you to the guides and explorers who are giving up their time to um, participate in this pilot program this year and again thanks to lucy and, and anthony for bringing this discussion to the community. Well, let me just say real quickly (laughs) before we um, say goodbye, that there is a sequel to this book and it is called Out of the Maze. It's not available on Bard, but it is on Bookshare. And um, it was actually published after the author's death. He passed away in 2017 of pancreatic cancer, Spencer Johnson did. And this book was published in 2018. His sons, um, see if I can remember their names, Emerson, Austin, and Christian decided that this book should be published because it goes on with the story to talk about what happens to him because everybody kind of wonders at the end of this, who moved my cheese? Well, you know, what happened to him? You know, did he just 
you know, whatever. So maybe, you know, next month <clears throat> we we could have another uh, community call on Out of the Maze. Because I just read that book this morning and it was very good. I so, did not know of it. Of it. Well, yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, yeah, because I read the book. Um, well, I read it on Bard and then I also read it in Braille on Bookshare. Yeah, I, I have the Braille copy yeah. on Bookshare. And so at the end of the book in, in the Bookshare uh, edition. I, I didn't even see of, it. I didn't either the first time I read it, <laughs> uh, but I read it again in Braille. And um, it does say that there's the uh, sequel, Out of the Maze, and it is very cool. It is very, very, very good book. So we can have another call about that mm -hmm. if Anthony is willing to do it. <laughs> yes, and, I, and I, I like the fact that the books that this author is, um, wrote, they're short. They're yes. short, they're simple, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it, cre it creates... Um, opportunity just to expand your 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 thinking expand your um, creativity your your mind your dreaming yeah yeah so definitely why not yeah really so cheryl cheryl did you have anything you wanted to add um i i just to say thank you and um beyond that i agree with everything donna so eloquently expressed but this is this is really fantastic thank you lucy and anthony for you know providing this opportunity and um i i didn't know about the second book so you know, i think it'll be fantastic if we have a second discussion next month yeah absolutely i'm i'm you know i didn't know whether people knew about the book or not but i thought well why not share it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and i you know first of all i want to thank uh anthony for for doing this with me i i think it was really we were both really excited about this <laughs> and um thanks everybody for sharing your stories and thoughts and opinions and and uh thoughts on the book i you know people made some great points and uh and let's see thank you to jane for broadcasting and um, streaming for us. And thank you, Terry, for hosting for us. And so, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about doing another, another one of these next month. And so stay tuned and watch out for the next call on your community schedules.